0: Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. We are here to preview NFL Week 8 early gambling lines. Steph, how are you doing on this Wednesday afternoon?
1: I'm doing good. I'm having a lunch, vino. Um, we're going to talk about this this week eight, which is an interesting one. I don't have a lot of not a lot. Some of the games I have interesting opinions on. I think on both sides. So uh, excited to break down this slate here.
0: All right, first game up is Baltimore versus Tampa Bay on Thursday Night Football. Before we get to that, let's do some Champions Round announcements. Daily Dozen tonight, Wednesday, and we're going to do this all week. Two times multiplier. We used to give away twelve hundred dollars. Now we're giving away twenty four hundred dollars if you go 12 for 12 and if you go seven of 12 you should just get your money back now you're going to double up your money we heard you guys it's time to raise the stakes that's what we're going to do around here so daily dozen, double dime. we got to do it for the people out there all right and we have three major giveaways to announce joe mixon and amari cooper jerseys for monday night football all you have to do is text 310-564-7176 with the code spooky season to get into a private Ooh. seven safes contest. If you win that contest, you will win whatever jersey you want, either the Mixon or the Amari Cooper one. Whoever finishes in second will get the other one. We have London game early Sunday. We'll have an announcement to stay locked in with our socials, but we are going to give away a Trayvon Walker and a Cortland Sutton jersey. We will ask you to do something. If you get the answer right, then those jerseys are yours. And then our daily dozen winner for November. If you play every day and you top our leaderboard, we are giving away a Joe Burrow signed mini helmet. That's all we got for you guys. Stay locked in with Champions Round. We got tons of more giveaways coming down the road. All right, you want to jump into week eight?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. First game on the board, Baltimore Ravens minus one at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Total set at 45 and a half. What are the initial thoughts on Thursday night football, a game of two teams that we thought would be potential Super Bowl teams before the season? Now, maybe not so much.
1: Yeah, it's funny because when I was going through these, my first note on this game is this is straight up just two teams I don't trust. Like two teams have been super disappointing. Uh, I believe you were too. Like I was super high on the Ravens going into the season. They're just sneaking out wins here. Interesting, like barely beat Cleveland that very easily that game could have went in a totally different direction. Uh, you know, Cleveland outgained them by nearly 100 yards, so it was they got a little. I think there was a little bit of luck that added to both Baltimore's win last week. Tampa's offensive plan just sucked so I don't know if there's you know, I think Tom Brady's there's a piece there, health there's a piece there. I think coaching now, like the coaching in Tampa is bad, so. Again, I think this game should be a pick at this point, which is interesting because we might have a different opinion if these teams are playing up, and, up to their fullest ability. I'm leaning Tampa here, um, but again, that might just be my lean on on Brady.
0: I think that anytime that Tom Brady is a home dog, I'm mm-hmm. required by some sort of gambling law Wall. to take it. Mm-hmm. The Ravens are a really good team. I think that they're going to be, by the end of the season, a Super Bowl contender, but they got issues. This defense has not been up to snuff. Lamar Jackson, not really setting his feet in the pocket. I don't think that he has his base under him. He's kind of playing a little bit erratic. Mark Andrews, injured for this game, may not even play. Rashad Bateman, who knows if he's going to be able to play. Gus Edwards coming back was a revelation for their running game, but do I trust that to happen against Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay's defense is still confident. Like, we can keep talking about Mm -hmm. how bad they are offensively, and I agree with that, but that defense is still really, really good. I think the Ravens are going to struggle. Give me Tampa Bay at home, plus one. I don't feel great about it. Like, this isn't going to be a smash spot. If you want to play Tampa Bay as a teaser moving it from uh, one to seven, like that, too. Uh, maybe under 45.5 points, although that seems a, a hair obvious at this point. But, yeah, give me give me a Tampa Bay on the money line. I, I think that's the way to play this.
1: What about the total? I, I'm i kind of leaning the under on this one. I, Tampa really ha- – neither of these teams have been scoring that many points in a lot of these matchups.
0: I would say the under is probably the right side. It just seems so obvious that, like, I don't want to get yeah. caught in a trap. It is kind of high for like but where Tampa Bay's offense is right now, like 45 and a half. Yeah. You know, usually we've seen on these prime ten games, we've seen unders, although the last two. So Sunday night we got an under, but Monday night and Thursday night we got overs. I'm not sure that that's yeah. indicative of what's going to happen here. Let's, right. take, let's take the under 45 and a half. I, I will say one of the best ways to play this, I think, is probably going to be Baltimore first half. Just the way that they always come out in these games. Lamar, 67% in his career first half covering the spread. It's going to be like pick them or minus one or whatever. Probably take Baltimore yeah. there.
1: Baltimore has been just bad in the second half, too. It's like They're a little bit abysmal at that point, so I'm with you on that.
0: All right, so our plays for Thursday night football seem to be Tampa Bay plus one for the game. Tampa Bay plus seven is a teaser piece. <laughs> Under 45 and a half. Tampa Bay second half, whatever line that is, and Baltimore first half. <laughs> Money line and spread. Yep. yep. All right. DJ and City, in. we're back.
1: I'm in. I'm in. And we're parlaying it all.
0: <laughs> oh God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. We're going we're going broke so fast. All right. Uh let's get to the Sunday slate of games. Uh, Denver plus two. I would say at the Jaguars, but they're in London. This game is at 7:30. Uh, it's so early. It's at 7:30, not 6:30. That's interesting. Uh on the West Coast. So 10 30. On the Eastern, Um, it's on ESPN Plus. Maybe that's why. Interesting. Anyways, Denver plus two against the Jaguars. Total set at 39 and a half. What's your read on this one?
1: I'm so grossed out that I'm saying this right now. This is the first time i felt this way where I feel like there is some value on Denver here this week. Um, And I've been very, uh, like Denver sucks. Um, My problem is Jacksonville while I've said nice things probably the past two weeks about them, they're proving to just be a shitty football team because they can't finish games. They're not winning. While they are looking somewhat, they're looking competent and they're looking like a, a good team. They, you know, had 452 yards against the giants. They're also facing Denver D who is definitely a bigger challenge than the giants Who Actually played probably their worst defensive game this season last week. So I'm leaning towards Denver here again. Don't love this number, but I I think you can make this game a pickup, Honestly, I don't think I, I think everyone you know Russell will be back. I'm sure he's doing what, what was he doing on the plane? He's doing. Uh, he, was saying, he was doing general
0: he, calisthenics.
1: I can't. Yeah. So it sounds like he's going to be there. Everyone's pretending to sleep. All he does is weird Russell stuff on the plane. Uh, yeah, I you know, I lean I mean Denver here, but I don't want to.
0: I think that this line should be a pick and I, and I think that Jacksonville yeah. has shown the ability on both sides of the ball to be confident. However, you see what happens with them in the fourth quarter, the last two weeks. They are not closing games. I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's a player experience thing. Whatever it is, they're not able to shut the door on these games. I anticipate that Denver, with Russ, with a week off, and – they, there are rumors out there, the strong rumors, that if Nathaniel Hackett does not win this game, he's gone. I said this last week. Be. I said this last, last week. I thought that if they lost, that he would be gone. I think the fact that he he didn't get fired because Russell Wilson didn't play. and I don't think it was necessarily fair to him. So, we get into this week. Russell Wilson is going to be back. If they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think that he gets left in London Without a head coaching job, I think he's out, but I will yes. take Denver. He should be. Also, it's, yeah. it, if Denver does not win this game, Bradley Chubb might be on his way out. Maybe they send some other guys out. It could be a full fire sale in Denver.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I Yeah, both of these teams. I actually could see this going over by chance because I think that this game could be a little bit more – I don't even want to say competitive because I don't know that either of these teams truly deserve that. Jacksonville maybe a little – but I wonder how. No, I wonder. I know a lot of the games that Denver has lost, like they are due to Daniel Hackett. Like they, there was some decisions that were made, and they lost because of his incompetence. So I agree with them, and maybe they just blow it up at that point. I'd start Russell, Scott, Long. Things look good. Players. Are leaving.
0: I I like the over in this game of over 39.5 for one very specific reason. The turf that they play in in London has produced 6-1 and one towards the over. It doesn't matter the teams. Mm-hmm. That is a fast surface. Teams are going to play fast on the surface. I think it could be a big game for ETN. I think it could be a big game for maybe a Cortland Sutton. Someone that has speed, maybe a Dolch Daddy. I think there, there are a lot of ways to play the yeah. over in terms of props or totals in this game based on the speed of that turf. So give me the over thirty nine half. I think that's an interesting play. Obviously, like, every Denver game seems like it's going to be an under game. So maybe there's value um, yeah. on fading that right now because of the turf. So give me over thirty nine half for sure. All right. Normal slate, early slate, Sunday, Patriots minus 1.5 at the Jets. Total set of 40.5. Steph, put you on the spot. Who do you think will be the starting quarterback for the Patriots and who do you think should be the starting quarterback for the Patriots?
1: So, uh, I, I mean, right now, he's going be. I think he's going to be in the one, him. Um, It's not a matchup, but I do think that holds value. And, again, like, we talk about this a lot. how much of this is still, like, easy? I don't know. I don't know that is. It is now. Like, what you How you come to be, say, Mac-
0: I'm I'm torn. I'm really torn on who I think should be a starting quarterback here. Uh, I think that Mac Jones has proven enough to deserve the chance, but I don't think he's completely healthy. That means I think that it should probably be Bailey Zappi. Just let him roll out there, make yeah. sure that Mac is right, and then we'll see what ends up happening. I do think the Jets are plus seven and a half in this game is a teaser piece. Is interesting. Yeah. I, I kind I the problem with the Jets right now is like, look, there no Brees, no Elijah Vera Tucker. What do we think is going to happen with that? Are they going to be down on themselves or are they going to be happy? They're still five and two. They got James Robinson come in the building. I don't know. Bill check has not lost the jets since 2015. He absolutely dominates this team. I, I know the public's going to come in on the Patriots too. So I'm a little torn on that. I think there's value in just the jets at seven and a half. That's probably it gun yeah. to head. I think that I think the Patriots will win the game.
1: Yeah. The money was coming in heavy. I think like 78, 80% was on the Patriots when I looked. It's, I'm leaning the Jets here, though. I, I am. Um, I like it as a teaser piece. You've basically got two inexperienced quarterbacks and defensive-minded coaches going against each other. I don't know that Brees Hall, as much as everyone wants to talk, I don't know how big of a loss that is. Like, I recognize his talent, but I think also James Robinson is one of the more underrated backs in the NFL I'm going to definitely love, I'm going to look at whatever his props are might be looking at some of those overs, because I think they're still going to be running the ball. And I think that James Robinson is the type of back where he can step in there and not really miss a beat.
0: For sure. Um, I I do think that the, the cost of Brees leaving based on like his EPA per play, like it is relatively significant. We'll see what, happens when you have michael carter or james robinson behind that offensive line and that now is a little bit worse because vera tucker's not going to be there um yeah but we'll see if they have the same success i I can't directly take what james robinson's success was in Jacksonville and try to plug it into what the jets do i want to see it but i would say in general you're probably right that losing a star running back doesn't matter as much as it does at other positions so i'm not as worried about that as i am about vera tucker I am worried about Zach Wilson, who, despite the fact that they're 5 and 2, continues to look like dog shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, does not look good. I don't, and I, it's crazy because he's another one. And this is, I guess, you know, these young quarterbacks, it's taking longer for some reason to figure out if they're good or they're not good, uh, but not looking great.
0: Definitely not looking great. The Jess might be looking, looking for great. another starting quarterback Yay. at some point in the near oh, future. Yeah. All right, let's head to Philadelphia. Pittsburgh Steelers plus 10.5 at the Philadelphia Eagles. Total set at 43. This line is way too high, but I'm not sure that I want to get in front of it, to be honest with you. If the, if the Phillies beat the Astros, I think they play, like, on, on Saturday night. Let's say that if they get one game and they're coming back on Monday, Philadelphia is going to be the craziest sports town in America. It already kind of is. Yeah. They hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. That defense off of a bye is going to be well-rested. Pittsburgh got a little bit banged up in that Miami game, and I didn't see anything that I liked from Pickett, other than the fact that he loves to turn the ball over. Look, I should never lay 10.5 points, but I kind of want to on the Eagles. I think this is an absolute smash bot for them.
1: Yeah, it's it's too many points for me. I'm going to stay away where there's a game later on that I do like that many points. I'm just still, and I sound like a hater, and I know I'm a Giants fan, and I get it. I'm just still not sold on the Eagles totally. Like, I, I see their record, and I really all team. I'm just wondering how much that offense is actually sustainable through the rest of the season, through the playoffs, which again, like there is a lot of truth to they have not played any type of competition at all, really. So uh, again, going to stay away from this game. I don't know. What's the total at?
0: Total set at 43.
1: Yeah. I'm probably not touching this game.
0: I, The best way for me to play this game, I believe, is going to be Philadelphia first half minus six or minus six and a half, depending on where you can get it. They have absolutely dominated first half. We've seen what they've done in in second halves this year. Maybe something that they've corrected uh, over the course of the bye week, but I still think they come out firing in that first half, first quarter. So that would be the best way for me to play those. All right. Miami Dolphins minus three and a half at the Detroit Lions. Total set at 51 and a half. I think that I'm going to end up on the Lions. I don't like it, but I think that I have to do it. What do you think?
1: Like, can we – I good. Like, he's fine. Like, he – They very easily could have lost that game. They didn't look impressive at all against the Steelers. Lions at home. Like, I've, I've watched – I've been to that field. I've been to Ford Field. I've – Every time I go there, the Lions win. Like, there is something about that field and that – I like the Lions this week as well. I just – I'm not – Miami, which is crazy, because think of how high we were on them at the beginning of the season, but not doing it for me right now.
0: I think that I like the over in this game too. I, I think the Lions yeah. can get on back on track this week offensively. They've really, really struggled, and I was very disappointed in their offense against the Dallas Cowboys. Not able to get it going after a bye week. You have two weeks to plan for this team, yeah. and you couldn't figure out anything. I think they will get back DeAndre Swift this week, which should help. Miami, okay. you know, they could eat with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle in this game. That scares me a little bit, mm-hmm. although I did see some progress out of Jeff Akuda. Aiden Hutchinson played really well last week against the Cowboys. Their defense looked a little bit better until the end of the game uh i just like the three and a half at home is like a backdoor for the lions potentially you can okay. move it up to nine. you can move it up to nine and a half as a teaser it's not a great teaser piece but you can do it if you want to if this total comes down a little bit and if it hits 51 i'll probably play the over 51 and a half. maybe i'd buy it if i get real degen over the weekend but like at 51 and a half kind of scares me off yeah
1: the lions are They're another interesting one. Like, again, just one of those teams, like Jacksonville, just can't finish games for the life of them. And then last week, Goff was kind of Goffy and uh, a little bit of a disaster over there kind of happening. A little sad, though, because I did expect.
0: Goff was definitely Goffy. That's the best way to describe that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit Goffy. All
0: right, uh, Arizona versus Minnesota. The line is currently plus four, so the line is moving Towards the Vikings, total set at 49. Cliff Kingsbury, as a road dog in his career, is basically a magician. It's about the only thing he's good at as an NFL head coach. I believe he's 15-3-2 against the spread. I don't know what the deal with Call of Duty is and how that will affect Kyler Murray this week. Seems hopefully he's spent the last you know 10 days getting it out of his system. Uh, we'll see. This is also Kirk at 10 a.m., which is Kirk primetime. No one else else's primetime, just Kirk, so it'll be an interesting situation. Uh, what do you think about this game?
1: Uh, two games on this slate feel like a trap. This is one of them, but apparently I'm not alone because 82% of the money is on the Cardinals right now. Arizona's coming off of this their best offensive performance, actually scoring points and looking somewhat competent. So I don't know if everyone's a little bit love-drunk on that. The Saints also gained like nearly 500 yards. I'm really going to be looking at these Minnesota player props off of a, you know, they just had their bye week. And I talked about this probably a couple of weeks ago. They're a team who needed this bye week and hopefully they're able to put it together. Uh, I think they needed the break. They have all the skill in the world to be, you know, winning their next several games. They should be Arizona. I, I can't take, I can't take Minnesota though. Not confidently. I,
0: I think that people are maybe reading too much into the Arizona win against New Orleans on Thursday night. Because yeah. if, you take out, if you take out the back-to-back pick sixes, they would have lost that game. Absolutely. So, 100%. Minnesota at home, Kirk primetime, that is a very, very difficult environment in which to play in. I understand why the number is moving towards Minnesota. And I also understand why people see value on the Cardinals. I think this is going to end yeah. up being a very... split game. I don't think the Sharps are necessarily going to take a strong side on this. I lean personally towards Minnesota. I'm just going to keep not trusting Cliff in any sort of situation. That's where I'm at with this team right now. I don't think that they're doing anything impressive defensively. Offensively, yeah, they got DeAndre Hopkins back and probably made Kyler a little bit more comfortable. The running game was good, but New Orleans' defense has been terrible against the run this year. Minnesota with a bye week to prepare for this team, I do think it helps. Um, so I'm probably gonna end up on Minnesota in this game. Don't feel great about it, but that's where I'm at.
1: If Minnesota wins, they're gonna, I think they'll stay on a hot streak. Like I, if they can go out and they can beat Arizona by at least a touchdown, I think that's exactly what this team needs to really get hot because their schedule is, is so easy moving forward. So, um, you're talking me into Minnesota, but I might watch these numbers and this is probably a game that I'll monitor and see when I see the best value.
0: Fair enough. All right, let's get to Dallas Chicago Bears plus nine at the Dallas Cowboys. Total set at 42. Talked about this a lot of the show. If you get the under 42 and a half on a road dog, are usually a good bet. Plus nine would seem to be a great place to do that. However, this is the ultimate spot to fade the Chicago Bears after a Monday night football destruction of the Patriots in New England. This team is going to be riding so high. I think that Dallas comes in defensively and absolutely shuts that, them down. If you don't want to take Dallas, minus nine, that's fine. I would suggest if you don't want to do that and a way to play this game would be Chicago under team total. Not exactly sure what it's going to be. Maybe it'll be like 16 and a half, 17 and a half. I don't think that they score more than 14 points in this game.
1: Yeah, I feel pretty confident, and I never on this show say this. Like, I would be shocked. If the Chicago Bears beat Dallas. Like there is no reason at all. Like, not even like some slight hope that I think that the Chicago Bears can beat Dallas. Like I feel confident enough that I would take Dallas as a survivor pick this week. Um, again, like it's a lot of points, but I get why. I think this line is set right. Chicago is not a good football team. I don't care <laughs> if the <it's Justin laughs> field looks I don't care, I don't care. I know he looks fantastic, but again, like that's only sustainable for so long.
0: I'm totally with you. And you know, I do think that he's made some progress there and they've given him the ability to yeah. run the ball more and him running for 80 yards a game is exactly how that offense should be. They should be taking cues from what Atlanta's doing with Mariota. Like be run first, be dynamic that way. You have two great running backs in Herbert and Montgomery and you have fields and then whatever you get from the passing game is great. Your defense is confident. Go play that way, but it doesn't seem like they want to fully buy into it. Um, and I think that Dallas yeah. will be able to stop it regardless. If you give, give that Dallas defense only one thing to focus on, I think that they're going to be successful. All right, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina plus four and a half at the Atlanta Falcons. Total is set at 41 points. Panthers off of a strong win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Atlanta off of a loss. To me, that signals – Ding, 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 ding. You got to bet on Atlanta in this game, minus one half.
1: Yeah, again, like very cute. Love that Carol- Carolina covered that game. I was on that last week, uh, and I recognize that Panthers do have some strengths on their defense there. But again, Atlanta at home, they're still getting the job. I think Atlanta is still a little bit of a sleeper here. Like they're winning games. Uh will not shock me if they make the playoffs. I, I like the. I like Atlanta here.
0: I think you got to do Atlanta here. And maybe you can wait because the number is minus 4.5, minus 105. Maybe you got a 4, mm-hmm. 3.5, something like that. Um, yeah. Again, the total is so low that plus 4.5 for Carolina, in theory, long-term is a good bet. But I think situationally, given what happened last week, P.J. Walker is still going to be starting for, for yeah. Carolina. The Atlanta Falcons are still very talented offensively. They have weapons. I, I think they'll have a good game plan. I don't think the Carolinas can be able to score very much so. Yeah, I'll take that Atlanta. Hopefully you get it at at minus four. All right, let's go to New Orleans. I think this is one of the most fun games of the entire weekend. The Las Vegas Raiders minus one and a half at the Saints total set at 49 and a half. I will tell you, I've already bet the Raiders at minus one and I've bet the over at 48. That over 48, it's now 49 and a half, but I still kind of like it. I like that number all the way up to 51. Both of these defenses are absolute trash. I think that's my favorite total of the week. So I would suggest that you go out there and bet that. As for the Raiders, I want to hear your opinion on where you are in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm also on the over here. That's one of the bets I've already made. I'm so torn, though. Like, is James Winston coming back or is he not coming back? Do we know for sure yet? Does it matter? No, kind of. A little bit, I think, for me, at least. I, I'm having where I'm struggling is, am I supposed to be impressed with the Raiders that has absolutely stunk, like they have not been good. I guess that they just put up 38 points and 400 yards against the Texans. Like, I don't really care. Actually, like, eliminate that game from my opinion. How would I feel then? Then you look at the Saints, also not great. Dalton looked very stinky the last time we saw him. Um, leaning New Orleans' money line here, and I like the total over. I don't know. I can't get behind the Raiders until I see them win in good fashion another game i can't I think
0: the i think the raiders are coming i think they're i think they're going to be I in contention so. for a playoff spot very quickly here they're the second unluckiest team in the nfl if you do uh some sort of pythag work based on points for and points yeah. against versus during the season and based on how many wins they have only jacksonville has been unluckier so i i think they're going to continue to play well i think the fact that new orleans defense has been so terrible. Every single yeah. third down that the Raiders have, they will go to Devonta Adams and they will pick it up, or they'll go to third and run throw and pick it up. I think the key in this game, will see if Lattimore is going to play for the Saints or not, mm-hmm. if he's not playing, and I don't think he will. I think it's a giant advantage for the Raiders. And Josh Jacobs, all of a sudden, the best running back in football. I don't know where the hell that came from. But Josh McDaniels is scheming it up right. I think he figured out something, and I think that this could be a big win for the Raiders in this spot.
1: Interesting. We shall see. All
0: right, let's head to the 1 p.m. games. Tennessee minus two at the Houston Texans. Total set at 40 and a half. This line opened at five and a half. It's down to two. My little spidey senses say Ryan Tannehill is not going to be the starter in this game. I think he's injured. (laughs)
1: Interesting. I kind of feel that way too. This number just doesn't make sense. It's one of the first ones that jumped off the slate to me. I mean, Tennessee is on a four game winning streak. Houston does historically play close to Tennessee, but you can almost say that about every Houston game in the past two years. They're essentially always in it. So I don't know how much of that holds value. This number is pretty close for a team that's not good and a team that's proving to win games. So what's going on
0: here? Yeah, I, I think Tannehill's not playing or they're waiting. And I know that all the sharps are gonna end up on Houston in this game. I don't I wouldn't I don't know if I can bet it at plus two. I think it's a teaser piece. Two to eight is awesome, especially mm-hmm. if Tannehill's not gonna yeah. play. If Tannehill does play, this line will jump back up to you know three, three and a half, something like that. For sure. I, I just think there's value in betting on Houston right now. Um, so make sure to take that teaser piece. I think that's the best way to play this. Move it from two to eight. Pair it with something else on the board. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get to your game. New York Giants plus three at the Seattle Seahawks. Total set at 45. What do you think, Steph? Got a shot to go to seven and one?
1: I don't know. As long as you're on Seattle, that's fine. Because every time you bet <laughs> against the Giants, we win. So it's okay. Everyone's, everyone's on. Seahawks 71% of the money is on the Seahawks uh no one has scored more than 27 points in the Giants game like the total points have not gone over 49 yet could they this week maybe a lot of injuries on the Giants side but I'll admit the O-line actually didn't look half bad without Evan Neal I I was low-key impressed didn't totally notice the absence of Evan Neal Daniel Bellander is obviously a big hit um and the Seahawks are pretty bad against tight ends so I'll I will probably have anytime TD on both of the Giants tight ends, assuming that one of them gets into the end zone this, this weekend. I'm torn. I think that again, I've said this like week after week, I have a very, very hard time still. While I'm turning into a believer a little bit, because I think their defense is definitely improving and they're playing complimentary football and it's not just the offense. I just have, have a hard time believing that the, that Seattle is this good of a team I, I really do um and if they beat the Giants they beat the Giants again I'm not convinced that my own team is that great either I don't know here I think it's a good matchup though the Giants need this if the Giants beat the Seahawks though it's gonna be interesting because I think the Giants might actually be better than people think
0: well <laughs> I'm not fully bought in on the Seahawks despite the fact that I keep betting on them. Uh, I do think the over forty-five in here is a little tasty. I'm I'm gonna go back to the yeah. well though, for the for the benefit of Steph and the benefit of her midday wine drinking. I will be betting on the yeah. Seattle Seahawks minus three this week. I have to do it. And the Giants just play. They play absolutely spectacular football when the game is on the line situationally. Brian Dayball mm-hmm. is a yeah. genius when it comes to that, and he's getting Daniel Jones and the offense to execute it, and their defense is coming up in big, big moments. Can Seattle do enough at home in that raucous environment to get up enough points where they don't have to get into situational football and give Brian Dayball the ability to come back and steal a game, which he's done multiple times this season? I'm hopeful that they will because I'm betting on it. I don't, I'm not like I don't want to sell my soul for this game, but I will, yeah. I'm will. i just going to keep fading the Giants until I'm right. And if I'm not right the rest of the season, well, I'm going to be broke anyway, so fuck it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think this line is set appropriately, because I think that if you look at all the New York Giants games, like, they're so close. Like, they are winning by one possession. Like, it's not, these are very close games. I will say, though, I haven't, like, drank the Kool-Aid yet. I'm still very skeptical. I think that the Giants, a lot of it is due to coaching. I will say, though, if they beat Seattle at home, which is known to be a very hard place to play they're very loud there if they can beat seattle at home and go into bye week this team is trending towards healthy finally they're bottom three unhealthiest teams right now the giants are interesting after this because they their scheduled still i mean after that it's eagles twice cowboys once and then a cakewalk so uh we might be looking at the new york giants at least getting a wild card spot here because the nfc sucks. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I would anticipate the Giants making the playoffs regardless At this point you need to go five and five and five the rest of the year to go 11 yeah. and six like okay I think you guys I want Brady. go 500. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, want Brady. I want I want
1: Giants Tampa Bay and see you later retire let's send you packing and then we can lose the next game.
0: Oh, my God, that's fantastic. Send Brady off with two Super Bowl losses and a kick in the ass on the way out? That is fucking hilarious. All right, uh, let's get to Washington at Indy, the grossest quarterback matchup of the week. Taylor Heineke versus Sam Ellinger is somehow starting for the Indianapolis Colts, in a decision that I still don't understand. Washington plus two and a half at Indy. Total set at 39 and a half. I already hit hit, uh, Washington at plus three and a half. I'm glad mm-hmm. that I did before this line moved out of the way. You tell me what to do. Like I trust Heineke with Washington way more than I do Ellinger with the Colts. How do you feel?
1: No, but does Alan, does he fall into the science experiment? Is the problem now? I'm concerned. The science experiment is like. It, but the problem is we have like one science experiment against the other, which I guess Heineke is kind of falling out of that. Um, but you saw him win last week. I lean the here a little, but. I don't like the two and a half. Indy has to run the ball more if they want to win games. Like they, I don't know what the deal is. Figure it out. Colts are fourth in yards allowed, so can can Washington kind of capitalize on that? I think so. I think Indy is a little bit more put together than Washington. I don't even know. I don't even remember scouting like I don't remember ever seeing him for some reason. Like I have to go back and look at some of his stuff, um, but. That means Washington doesn't have film on him either. And that's the position that I kinda like. So I'm leaning indie here just off of my own uh, theory that I have with these guys that no one has film on.
0: The science experiment continues. <laughs> Our continues. next patient is Sam Ellinger. Let's uh, see and we'll see. Maybe what he can happens. if
1: he wins, I might have to take uh Indy money line to see if it, it continues here.
0: The indie Moneyline Small Science Experiment. I love it. We're going to have to make it some sort of content out of that. All right, let's move on to probably the best game of the afternoon. San Francisco, minus one and a half at the Los Angeles Rams. Total set at 43. Kyle Shanahan absolutely owns Sean McVay in the regular season. Now, San Francisco is coming off of a loss to Kansas City, a game in which they got beat up, and they're still beat Mm -hmm. up, and they got 11 starters on IR. The Rams are coming off of a bye. So – what do you trust more Shanahan success versus Sean McVay or the health of the Rams and them getting, you know, a week to figure their shit out versus the 49ers who just lost to Kansas city.
1: I think I am the most torn about this game than I am on any other game. Home just put up what? 44 points against San Francisco. Yep. San Francisco had their studs back. Let's be clear though. They got their defensive, a lot of their defensive studs back. Um, and I think it's interesting that they did that, and now 74% of the bets and 91% of the money are on the 49ers. I think this game – is this game a pick yet or no?
0: Uh, it's San Francisco minus one and a half.
1: I think this is a good place. I think the Rams' last hope is being dead serious. I think if they do not win this game, you can consider the Rams dead and gone in this season. I think that this is, like, the best place for them to turn around their season – Uh, I don't know that they can or will do that, but I kind of like them at home here with everyone very high on San Francisco despite not playing well last week.
0: Yeah, San Francisco's defense even the last two weeks against Atlanta and then against Kansas Mm -hmm. City has not looked like the top five defense that we thought. But the Rams, I mean, are still an abject disaster offensively. I don't know what their hope is. Like Daryl Henderson's not anything. They obviously have the best wide receiver in football, but that's it. Tyler Higby the last couple games has not really been involved. Matthew Stafford doesn't look good. They lost Joseph, Joseph Noteboom, their left tackle, in the last game, so they have to replace an offensive line that has already been terrible this year. The defense is okay, but San Francisco – McCaffrey's only going to get more involved, and they're healthy with their guys mm-hmm. offensively. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I And San Francisco – Is going to travel great to this game. That stadium at SoFi is going to be rocking with 49ers fans.
1: Yeah, I think that I have to tell you though, Rams are in trouble. Yeah, they're they're in trouble. Like not in a good place.
0: (laughs) That's the part that's scaring me the most right now is when you said if they don't win this game, basically season's over. It's like, well, I don't really want to be against McVeigh in a game in which he's throwing the kitchen sink at it because that's generally not a good place to be. The guy is a fucking genius, so. Uh, definitely a little scary, but I do think that I'm going to have to be on the 49ers in that one. If you want to play the Rams, a plus seven and a half is a teaser piece. I think this ends up being a nice
1: teaser piece, I think. Yeah, I think it's a nice teaser piece there.
0: All right, Sunday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers suddenly three and four, looking on the outside of making the playoffs, potentially at the Buffalo Bills. Total set at 47 and a half. The Packers need this game bad. And you know what? It's bad for being bad? Going to Buffalo and needing to win. So, I'm really, really torn here. This is the biggest dog that Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career as a starter. Yeah. But Buffalo, when they win at home, they are monsters. I will say this. Oh, yeah. uh, I saw this set earlier. Josh Allen, when he's a home favorite of 10 or more in his career, six and one against the spread. When they're big favorites, they smash.
1: My god. Okay, but can you explain to me why this feels like a trap? Do you think that's because like Aaron Rodgers is not being Aaron Rodgers and the Packers aren't being the Packers? Is that why I'm like this is so many points against it's the Packers? It's so many points. It's so many points. Uh little concerned with how many points it is. But again, like you said, and we've seen Buffalo like absolutely decimate teams. Like they when they get hot and they're going, you are screwed. Um, another team, Green Bay loses this game. You guys are like, I mean, I don't even know. I don't think a wide receiver is saving the Packers either. Like, I don't I want to stop hearing that again. I said it last week. Like he should not, it does not matter. Like, I don't I don't want to hear that again. Bills are off a of bye too. But Green Bay's on a three-game losing streak, 11 Was it 10-and-a-half now? It's 11. It's 11. I, I I have to take the Packers 11, and I don't like it. I don't like
0: we, it. DraftKings just moved because it was, it was at 11-and-a-half, and now it's at 11. So I, I'm taking the Packers. Give me Rodgers. It's the same thing as Brady, right? He's a home dog. I'm taking Brady. Green Bay Packers plus 11. Nothing would
1: feed his ego. Nothing would feed Aaron Rodgers' ego more – Think like going into Buffalo after all this nonsense has been going off on like you want Aaron Rodgers to like his whole head to explode. Go in and beat Buffalo. Seriously, like there is not a better way to do that. Maybe Green Bay turns it around. This game feels like a trap. It's definitely too many points. I totally recognize that Green Bay suck. Like they are not a good football team. But hard again, like even like Brady, I I, I can't. 11 points? Come
0: on, If you Aaron Rodgers still. I'm completely with you. Got to be on the Green Bay Packers in this one, despite how gross this may be. All right, last game. Halloween night, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Bengals favored by three and a half. Total set at 47. This is one of my best bets of the week. I already locked it in. We're on the Cleveland Browns, plus three and a half as a home dog. Me too! I don't like it, but you mm-hmm. got to do it. This is the perfect spot. Bengals coming off a win. Browns are two and five. You need to stay in the game, three-and-a-half-point underdog on an island game as a home divisional dog. Absolutely every single time I will take the Browns on the spot.
1: 120%, I'm totally with you. Also, divisional game, they've got to stay in it. They're waiting for Watson to come back. We know what Jacoby's limitations are, and hopefully what they do is they adjust and they are able to come up with a better game plan. I think that Cincinnati still has weaknesses that you can attack. I think Cleveland again overall, like the talent on that team, that defense, they're not playing to their uh, like what they can. They're just like the Baltimore Ravens, where there's so much more talent on that team, and it's just not showing on the field. So I'm with you. I I love Cleveland plus three and a half.
0: All right, that does it for Gambling with Gold NFL Week Eight Early Best Bet Preview. Remember, daily dozen every day this week, two time multiplier, win twenty four hundred dollars. Doing that. Mixon and Cooper for Monday Night Football. Text "Spooky Season" to 7176 to enter that contest. We are giving away a Trayvon Walker jersey and a Cortland Sutton jersey for the London game, seven thirty Pacific, ten thirty Eastern, on Sunday morning, live from London. And then a Joe Burrow signed mini helmet for the Daily Dozen winner for November. That doesn't use that code Daily Dozen for a twelve dollar free deposit bonus, first time play. If you've never played with us before. Until next time, Steph, good luck with all your bets this weekend. Let's make some money. See you.
1: See ya.